8 o'clock in the morning, right when we woke up, right when we open up. I just woke up 15 minutes ago. I don't want to deal with this bullshit this fucking early in the morning. It is January outside, it is fucking cold, and I just was like, I, bro, I was so fucking pissed off. But that was, like, that's just normal shit, right? You don't get really, I never really got any, like, true creeps, because we were also a staff that was mainly just dudes, so didn't really get anything creepy other than just fucking tweakers. I hate them. I'm sorry if you're a tweaker and you're listening to this. <laughs> yes, my mama eat you like Jeff Dahmer. Say she on a period, let's make a mess, mama. I desensitize myself to it. I, 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 uh... I don't know, I went to great lengths. Never did I. Knew it would be this easy. Had a month that shit greasy. They'll be the nigga shit cheesy. People said they get my corner when I turn around. Oh, it's just measy. Everybody wanna get away from me because I got heebie jeebies masked up like Mike. That game on the Halloween. What would you do with the sexual parts? I wouldn't make you all your How long ago did this start, so? Like I say, right before you. Try anything and you're canceled, bro. I'm fixated on asphyxiating and breaking this little chick's neck like a pixie stick. The sick Satan worshiping bitches get horse whippings. I'm in the back, through the back door, slipping through the cracks, leaving the corpse, dripping the mortician of love. Sent from above, forced and treat them more. When she the more stingy, I become. Been doing this for more than a quarter century. I'm just numbing my dreaming. Is it real? Someone pinch me on the buns. Do you feel blame? Are you mad? Uh, do you feel like wolves go out for a friend? Get 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 a friend? Welcome back to the Rainy Day Horror Show. I'm Big Daddy D, and you are listening to the number one podcast on the internet. And on today's episode, this beautiful Saturday, Dusty is going to be sharing two, count them, two creepy encounter stories. The first one deals with a weird retired cop that takes place in a motel, and the other one is a little darker, a little deeper. It's about a United States Army Ranger who would verbally and physically abuse his girlfriend. So, I'm going to leave it there. Those are the only hints that you're going to get, and without further ado, I'm going to introduce your host for this evening show, Dusty McBalls, aka the Certified Cougar Hunter, and your host with the most. Now sit back, shut up, and enjoy this episode.
Thank you, Big D, for that beautiful intro. And welcome to a beautiful Saturday, people. Hope it's going good so far. Hope we're not too hung over from yesterday. It's sunny here, and it is probably, I think it's like 45 degrees. It is so fucking warm in Minnesota, which is weird around this time of year. Usually it's still like 20 degrees out, but I'm not complaining. I'm not complaining. This is the first time I think that we had a legit like winter with zero snow since I've been like alive. I don't remember it ever being this bad. If I'm being honest, like I don't, I don't remember it being this bad at all, but it's kind of nice. It's kind of a nice tempo. So it is creepy encounter Saturday and I, and no, I'm feeling a little ambitious today. Okay. So I'm giving you guys two stories, two crazy, fucking terrifying encounters that these people have ever gone through. First off, fuck your bitch and the click you claim. Shout out Tupac. Sorry, every time I hear that part, first off, hit him up comes into my head. So, our first story for this evening is called Overnight Hotel Worker Retired Cop. This story comes from the subreddit Creepy Encounter with, well, Creepy Encounters. With the user being SDDude27. So, without further ado, let's kick off this lovely episode. I currently work the overnight shift for a major brand hotel. Like any job I've had, most of the people I deal with are pretty normal and nice. Being the overnight shift, I give my fair share of weirdos, of course. Although most of the weirdos don't make me nervous and I don't have to consider calling the police, if you have, whoa, hold on, that was weird. If you have a working credit card and an ID and don't seem like you'll be a problem, I'll rent you a room. All money is green, right? I'm only mentioning this to highlight that it's rare for me to turn people away when we have availability. Last night, at 3 a.m., I swear they always come out in the witching hour, I had a walk-in guest who was an exception to both of these things. I saw this guy come in on the camera, so I went out to the front desk to greet him. Right away, I noticed he has these crazy fucking eyes I've ever seen in my life. This guy was staring at me in a way I cannot possibly describe. I swear he didn't even blink. He gave me that real bad unmistakable initial gut feeling. As he approached with his crazy eyes, he said, why are you so nervous? Why is everyone so nervous? What's going on? At that point, my guard is way up, but I was still willing to rent him a room. I said, no one is nervous, and asked him if he needed a room. I asked him for his ID and credit card, and he hesitated 
in a way that made me think he was going to pull a weapon out. Right away, I turned around and retreated to the back office and closed the door. I observed him in the camera for maybe a minute and decided to go out again. He hands me the ID and credit card, and as I'm putting his reservation in, he points at the table behind me and said, who designed that? Instantly, I knew he just wanted me to turn around and look at the table so I would turn my back to him. Without glancing away, I told him to leave, and then he points at a cop badge in his wallet and said something along the lines of, Did you see this? Are you okay? Is everything okay here? Acting fake concerned that I was possibly being victimized by someone else at the hotel. I assumed the badge was fake, but didn't carry their way, and I told him he had to leave. Side note, I noticed while he was standing there that he had urinated himself. Yep, this fat old demonic weirdo had a huge wet spot on his groin. My pants were dry. Guess he was more nervous than me, huh? I go into the back office again and watch him on camera. He walks out slowly and says something to our guest that was sitting out in the lobby and then kind of lingers in the parking lot for a minute. That's when I called the police because he had already made me so nervous. After he left the hotel, he went to the hotel across the street and drove through their lot. When he looped around again and drove past our building really slow looking in. My guest and I were nervous, and he suggested he might come back with a weapon. He waited for his DD in a separate location. Luckily, that's the climax of the story. The cops come within five minutes. They're usually pretty quick around here. And he was arrested across the street for a DUI. I got a bit of joy when I saw them putting his truck on a tow. Turns out, the guy is a retired chief of police. Confirmed by me after finding a couple articles online that were linked to him. I told everyone at work to be on the lookout for him. Edit. I forgot to mention that this weirdo also called 911 on himself while I was on the phone with them. I was still on the line with dispatch at 911. What? What? Hold on. Let me rewind for a second. I was still on the line while dispatch at 911 was on the phone with the person at the station. And I hear someone say, someone from that area just called and said they're a retired cop who just scared some people at the hotel, or something like that. This is the type of stuff we hear about on the countless murder documentaries on the streaming services.
That is fucking crazy. That is really, really wild. I will tell you guys one thing, okay? If you really want to see some weird fucking people, work at a gas station, do the overnight shift, or work in a vape shop, and you will see some of the craziest shit you have ever fucking noticed in your life. I've worked at both, okay? Gas station wasn't too bad. Not gonna lie, it wasn't too bad. But the vape shop, on the other hand, or any smoke shop, that was fucking weird. I had so many tweakers come in. Bro, the only issue that I had with at the, um, when I worked at the gas station is sometimes homeless people would come in and at the end of the night we had to throw out our donuts and I would give them like, we had so many fucking donuts, like most nights when we were throwing them all out. And so some of the homeless people, they would come in and I would just like have these bags of donuts and I would just give them out, give them out to them until fucking they changed the policy and like I couldn't do it anymore. And that's when it got, you know, nothing weird happened. I was like, Hey, can't policy changed. And they're like, Oh darn. Are you sure? I said, yeah, I apologize. Okay. One time I did have a homeless guy sit in the, like in his car. Cause he's living out of it. He did sit in like the employee parking lot until we all got off of work, which was kind of creepy, but that was basically the only weird thing that ever happened at the gas station. But at the vape store, bro, I'm not going to say who it is. I'm not going to release his name because I don't know what he was, if he's still doing what he wanted to do or not. But he was supposed to go into the National Guard, right? And he would, I don't know why, but I think, because, okay, some of my military people that listen to this, you might have to hit me up and confirm this just to make sure with me but I had a few people that I know they went to the National Guard and they got all of their like camis before they went to boot camp which was really really weird I don't know why I don't know if that's only a National Guard thing because I know when I was supposed to ship up for the Marine Corps we didn't get our we weren't supposed to get our camis until we were actually in boot camp and I think it's the same way with the Army, the Navy, and the um, the Air Force. But like a lot of people within my area that were going into the National Guard, they got their camis right away, which is really, really weird. But anyways, that's what he was supposed to do, so that's why I'm not going to release his name. But I was working at the vape shop like 20, yeah, 2020. <sighs> this guy that I graduated from high school with. We opened up at 8 o'clock in the morning, right? And it was a Sunday, because I opened Sundays. I worked, because I was working at UPS and the vape shop to make, you know, extra money and stuff like that. And I come in, I open up the doors, I come in like 10 minutes early, and I, you know, 8 o'clock hits, go in, unlock the doors. This dude that I'm talking about that graduated with high school for me, with me, was sitting in the parking lot when I arrived comes in, it is 8 o'clock in the morning, goes, asks me if he can buy whippets, I think, yes, you can buy CO2 canisters in some of the vape shops in Minnesota, and I was like, sure, go in, and I think it was like a box of 50 of them, they're tiny, they're not too big, 
go up ringing him up and he just blurts out of nowhere he's like oh yeah by the way i haven't slept for three days i'm off of coke and molly and this dude was tweaking the fuck out like couldn't stand still couldn't fidget like couldn't stop fidgeting it was just the most bizarre shit like on a constant basis i had those kinds of people come in and it was the most annoying shit to fucking deal with because like you might not be uncomfortable around like people like normal people swear to god if you put a tweaker in front of you it like makes you anxious just naturally and it was the most annoying fucking start to my day like i was so upset after he left, I was like, bro comes in here at 8 o'clock in the morning, right when we woke up, right when we open up. I just woke up 15 minutes ago. I don't want to deal with this bullshit this fucking early in the morning. It is January outside. It is fucking cold. And I just was like, I, bro, I was so fucking pissed off. But that was not, like, that's just normal shit. Right, you don't get really. I never really got any like true creeps because we were also a staff that was mainly just dudes, so didn't really get anything creepy other than just fucking tweakers. I hate them. I'm sorry if you're a tweaker and you're listening to this, but it it is the most annoying shit in the entire world. Now our second story comes from Let's Not Meet. With the user being girl veteran. That's it. I don't know why I was thinking it was going to be longer. I was going to say a 101, but yeah, never mind. The name of this story is called Can't You See How Much I Love You? And I guess this is kind of weird because I just linked one of my instances with an alleged military dude, which I don't think he ever went into. I think he dropped out and got really addicted to drugs, but yeah, I don't know. I was going to say whatever because he's not like... I didn't really care for him. Like, he was, I don't know, he was, just didn't like him. He was just kind of a dick, okay? So, that's why I say it's whatever if he got addicted to drugs. I'm sorry, it's kind of douchey, but I don't really give a fuck because he was an asshole. Now, this story, we're going back into that army, which is weird that it, yeah, you know what I mean now. When I first got out of the army, I was in a relationship with the guy in 3rd Ranger Battalion. Let's call him Jim. Jim Reduce. He and I had an apartment together, and I thought I loved him. So instead of going back to my home in Nebraska, I stayed in Columbus, Georgia. I know where that is. It's on the Alabama-Georgia line. Our relationship started out with him being what I thought was protective over me. Even though I was very attractive at the time, I had very low self-esteem because of an assault I experienced while I was living in the barracks and the bullying I endured afterward. Things moved very quickly. In fact, we were inseparable from the night we met. Anytime another man looked at me, he would get very confrontational towards the guy. I felt safe and protected by this. It made me feel special. I thought he must really value me if he would get so upset by a guy looking my way. At first. Soon, when we would be at the bar, he would get hammered. Every time. 
and act very nasty toward me if he thought I was looking at another guy. This would cause bitter fights, and I would always end up in a fetal position in bed sobbing, but I still stayed. The next day, he would always apologize, making excuses about it being because he was so drunk, but then he would proceed to explain to me why I had done or what I had done was wrong. It wasn't long before I found myself totally isolated from my friends and family because he was so insecure. He made me take all of my phone calls on speakerphone. My family begged me to leave, but I was afraid I couldn't get out by, well, I couldn't get by on my own. Then, one night, we came home from the bar in the usual fashion. Him screaming in my face and me sobbing. I told him I was going to get a hotel room and he lost his freaking mind. He yanked the keys out of the ignition and threw them into the wood line. He then got out of my car and proceeded to kick in the quarter or the front quarter panel of my car. He used so much force the hinges to the passenger door were bent. I told the insurance company it was a hit and run, or I never would have been able to get the damage fixed. He screamed at me to get inside the apartment, but I couldn't unlock the door without my keys, which he blamed me for. He then grabbed me and started shoving me into the front door, first by my shoulders, then with his hands around my throat, screaming, Can't you see how much I love you? I rasped, No, no I can't. He let go and I fell to the ground in a heap. That night, I had finally had enough. I was finally so angry that I didn't feel afraid anymore. That morning, while he was sleeping it off, I began to make plans. I started by telling him he had to leave and move back into the barracks. When he refused, I had to get his chain of command involved to make him leave the apartment and go back to live in the barracks or on someone's couch, maybe in the street or anywhere else, just as long as it wasn't with me. He stalked me mercilessly. I filed for an OP, but got bullied, well, but he bullied me into dropping it. I knew I would never be free from him if I stayed. So my parents sent me some money via Western Union. This was in 2002. And I rented a Penske truck in a trailer. God help from my neighbor guy friends to load it up as soon as the sun set. And I brought it from where it had hit. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Let me rewind. I rented a Penske truck and trailer. 
got help from my neighbor guy friends to load it up as soon as the sun set. And I brought it from where I had hidden it. My best chance was to leave under the cover of darkness. I was really sick that night. I was running a fever of 103 degrees. But I knew I had to do it then. I couldn't wait. I just told myself that I just had to get out of the city limits. Then I could pull over and sleep a little bit. I figured I would just drive as much as I could and then rest when I couldn't push any harder. I put my pump, my pumpy, (laughs) that's funny. I put my pumpy, I put my puppy in the cab of the truck with me, towed my car behind the truck and left. I don't know how, I don't know how except through divine intervention, but somehow I managed to drive nonstop from Fort Benning, Georgia to my parents' home in rural Nebraska. I stopped only for fuel, at which time I would feed water and walk my little dog, Scruffy, use the facilities and get what food and drink I could afford on my meager, 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 eager, meager, I don't know that fucking word, I don't like it, budget. I drove 14 hours and pulled into my parents' drive around 10 a.m. Central Standard Time. I crashed on, crashed on their couch and slept for nearly 24 hours. I still hope for nothing but pain and suffering for him. He turned me on to pills, then coke, then crack. All while he was on active duty. He was a scumbag of a soldier and a man. He reached out to me on social media a couple years ago. I told him what a piece of steaming shit he was, and then I told him to rot in hell. It felt amazing, even after all these years, to say that to him and have him be the one stammering. I'm actually glad he reached out to me and gave me the opportunity to verbally rip him to shreds. I'm not afraid of you anymore, Jim, so let's not ever meet again. And that is the end of the story. God damn. Crazy exes. People are fucking wild. A ranger. Listen, people. Rangers are badasses, okay? I'm just going to come out and say it. So if you get hooked up with a ranger, I mean, we all know everybody in the army or the military. Bro, they all have some... Especially if they're infantry, bro, they are just pounding back shots in the barracks, bro. They are passing around the barracks bunnies and downing vodka shots, okay? That's just what they do. That's what they're, you know, that's what they find fun, okay? But goddamn got hooked up with a, with a ranger, and then, yeah, you know what? To be honest, it doesn't fucking surprise me, okay? No disrespect to all my military people out there. But, I don't know where I was going with that. Sorry, I cut off in my own head. Um, what do we got going on this weekend? Tomorrow, Ed Gein. That's right. Ed 
motherfucking game. It's going to be a good episode. This dude's fucking wild. Like, more wild than I had originally thought. So, it's going to be a fun episode. What else do we got going on? I don't know what we're going to be doing for our horror movie breakdown this weekend. Um, there are a bunch of good horror movies coming out, though. Like, Imaginary is com- Imagine Imaginary? Yeah, Imaginary is coming out on March 8th, and it looks really, really interesting. So, I'm excited to go see that. That'll be fun. But other than that, I really don't have anything else for you guys. So, go out and enjoy the rest of your night. Don't get too drunk. Don't get too, you know, wasted. I don't want to, you know, you guys to end up in jail tomorrow. Well, or tonight. Some shit like that. Yeah, no, I don't want that to happen to you guys. Because then you're not getting released till Monday morning. I'm pretty sure that's how it works. Could be wrong. I don't know. I've never been to jail. Or in, or in any legal trouble. Minus a few speeding tickets. But other than that, I've, yeah. I don't know. So, remember, stay frosty, stay foxy. Most importantly, the most important thing on this planet. Stay safe, you beautiful peacocks. I love y'all. Deuces. (laughs) 